3: I'm AJ Hoffman with the sports betting headlines for Tuesday. The quarterback carousel makes some waves in the odds and the MVP race. We'll discuss who's being impacted. There are only two seats left. In quarterback musical chairs will tell you who and who won't fill those and the odds say coach K is about to coach his last game here comes a full hour of the Vegas truth covering all that and more you're
4: listening
0: to Fox sports radio, Fox sports radio. radio. this is straight out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas your host RJ Bell The, the pregame show America has always wanted I the I the from the Vegas Strip.
3: Here's R.J. Bell. Hey, now, I'm A.J. Hoffman in for R.J. Bell by my side. The only two-time, two-time Super Contest champion, the great Steve Fezzik. Hello, Steve. How are you, AJ? I'm doing well. Uh, RJ out today. Steve and I fill in the role. We'll do the best that we can. Uh, And this is it, baby. Live on Friday. Live on 225 stations. Friday. Yep. Or live on Tuesday. Friday, I wish. No, it is Tuesday. (laughs) Uh, But lots to discuss today on a Tuesday. And I want to start. The Vegas lead today is going to be the musical chairs that we've been talking about on this show for, I don't know, two, three weeks now. The music is slowing down. There's two seats left. As far as I can tell, there's two seats left. And the way that the game has worked is there are new guys getting into the fray. So not only were there like this game started with like, you know, six seats for seven guys. Now it's down to like two seats for who knows how many guys who knows where who's going to end up where. But let's get into that, because it seems now that Tampa Bay, who we thought had an open seat, That seat is filled, and filled well. They're going to be okay with Tom at quarterback. The Colts, who opened a seat when they moved Carson Wentz, they've now filled their seat. The Falcons, who opened their seat by trading it to to Indy, they've now filled it with Marcus Mariota. They're, They're good now. New Orleans fills their seat with an incumbent, although a lot of people thought maybe Jameis wouldn't be back. He's back. Teddy Bridgewater, who was one of the guys circling around, he sat down in a backup chair in Miami. Good for him. Mitch Trubisky gets the Pittsburgh seat. You know, Tyrod Taylor, a a, a highly regarded backup. He takes a backup seat with the Giants. So all these seats filling up. Cleveland, of course, they got Deshaun. Deshaun sat down in their seat. He bumped Baker Mayfield onto the ground. Baker thought he had a seat. He's like, hey, wait a minute. What's going on here? What happened to my seat? So that really leaves two, two seats, as far as I can tell, two teams that we've talked about who, if they do not look for an upgrade at quarterback, it's safe to say they're not interested in winning this season. And I think those teams are the Carolina Panthers and the Seattle Seahawks. Going into last season with Sam Darnold as the quarterback, the starting quarterback, it it felt foolish to me. In hindsight, it was definitely foolish. We agree. Sam Darnold is not a winning quarterback in the NFL. We agree.
4: We agree. You know, kudos to him for the first three or four weeks of the season. He was like rushing for a touchdown every game. Sure. So he's putting his body on the line. Just not very good. Team's not very good. And now we talk about these teams uh, like Carolina. Not only do you have to go with Sam Darnold, you know what? This whole musical chairs, all the good chairs are gone. Right? Yeah, I don't know what to call them, but there's the you know, now you got Baker out there and Jimmy G an injured Jimmy G. You interested? Uh, not
3: really. But th- those are, so that's what's and the other team is the Seattle Seahawks. If Drew Locke is your quarterback going into this season. You're not, you don't think you don't expect to win. You're not gonna be in a division with the 49ers, the the defending Super Bowl champion Rams and the Arizona Cardinals and win that division with Drew Locke at quarterback. You couldn't do it with Russ at quarterback. You were the worst team in the division with a top 10 quarterback. What are you without with Drew Locke? What are you now? You are bad. So if they if the Seahawks don't upgrade. They're not interested in winning this season. That's that's what they're telling us. You mentioned probably the two two prettiest girls left not being danced with. How pretty are – well, Jimmy G's pretty, but we're talking about his looks. From a quarterback standpoint, though, how pretty are Jimmy Garoppolo and Baker Mayfield? And this is the question that I always ask. Let's say you're the GM of the Carolina Panthers or the Seattle Seahawks. I don't think those two teams are even, although they may be close to it now. With with Russ moving on, maybe those two teams roster wise are comparable. Let's just say, and you know what? We, adding in the fact that the NFC West is like Murderer's Row, mm-hmm. we'll just say those two teams are equal right now. What do the what do the uh, the Super Bowl odds say about the uh, the Panthers and? The uh, the the Seahawks, McKenzie. Is there a big gap? One second, pulling those up. The so
4: Seattle's a hundred to one. Okay. And the Panthers are ninety-four to one. Okay. Oh.
3: So for all intents and purposes, they're the same. They're zero. Yes. Because they're, when they're Vegas
4: not... dirty little secret. When Vegas offers you a hundred to one nowadays. Since the Rams, the greatest show on turf, they cashed at like 250 to one. And since that Kurt Warner team, Vegas said enough of this nonsense. We're not going to offer typically much more than 100 to one on these bottom tier teams. And they short pay you so much that when you see 100 to one, the true odds of a team, it's more like 500.
3: To so one. what are the true odds of the Texans at 300 to one? They are zero. <laughs>
4: okay, And in fact, I have a hot take. This may be a little early. Apologies to eight NFL cities, your teams have already been eliminated from Super Bowl contention right now. The
3: teams that, that have worse than 100 to one odds. Although the Panthers don't fall into that, so maybe maybe it's more than eight. Well like who knows? It could It could be 10. If you count Carolina and Pittsburgh, those are the two teams
4: barely clinging at around 90 to one.
3: So the question becomes, Fez, if you are if you are the GM or the coach or whoever the, the decision maker is in Seattle or Carolina you look at your you look at your team, you look at them you try to look at them through a clear lens, not a I'd like to keep my job lens, not a oh, look at the, look at what I've put together lens, through an honest lens. Will adding Jimmy Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield make you a contender if you're either of those teams? No,
4: because both are average quarterbacks and your roster is no good. So you're not suddenly going to be a contender. And let's face it, it's probably better off to do nothing and go with the Sam Darnold, at least for the GM and for the entire organization. You can say we have a plan long-term versus gosh, do you really want to sign a quarterback that you know is just at best going to be average going forward?
3: And l- let's think about not only that, but what you would have to give up. And this is what's crazy to me. And and I'll be honest, Jimmy Garoppolo and Baker Mayfield, I, I think we've seen the best of those guys. If you want to trade for Baker Mayfield – Do you like? Are you trading for him for one year or are you trading for Baker Mayfield and planning on re signing him? I can't imagine there's teams out there who say, you know what? I've seen enough of like the Browns didn't see enough of Baker. The Browns said, we would rather give up three first round picks than make Baker our long term quarterback. I don't know who's looking at Baker Mayfield, and I don't know what Baker I don't, Baker Mayfield I don't think would be a $40 million a year quarterback. I think he would even be, you know, savvy to that. But let's say you get Baker at 30 a year for the next five years. Do you feel like you got a deal?
4: No, because I can get Marcus Mariota and and you know what that car drives almost as good as the Baker car. That's and, and now thing. I got a lot of extra money to like put a really great stereo system into it.
3: That's what that's the way I look at it. And apparently the reports are that the Cleveland Browns are asking for a first round pick for Baker Mayfield, who's under contract for one more year. If you give up a first round pick for Baker Mayfield right now. You can't do that without signing him to a long-term deal, like because otherwise, you, mm. giving up a first-round pick for one year is—that's a dummy move, Colts. That's a dummy move, <laughs> and I think the Colts realize now that's a dummy move. We're not doing that again. So, if you and if you're not, and if the Browns are sticking firm, at, the, hey, we're, we want a first-round pick for him, or we're going to have him here as a backup. If I'm one of these teams, I'm letting Baker sit on the shelf. And apparently, Baker came out today and said he's not interested in going to Carolina. Carolina said they're not interested in him, which I think is smart, because you've got blonde-haired Baker Mayfield already. His name's Sam Darnold. That's what – is he better than Sam Darnold? Yeah. Is Baker better than Sam Darnold enough that it's going to really change your franchise's fortunes? No. Baker Mayfield couldn't win – with a top five non-quarterback roster in the league he couldn't do it got to a playoff game wow wow he he, and he couldn't stay healthy on top of it jimmy garoppolo on a top five roster in in san francisco couldn't get a couldn't win a title he got him close couldn't win a title now you're the seahawks or the panthers who do not have top five rosters. Seahawks and Panthers probably have bottom 10 non-quarterback rosters. So if, you, if you're if you on one of those teams now, your odds of success are almost zero. So when you're playing, maybe the music has stopped. Maybe San Francisco, and, and I'll ask McKenzie. McKenzie, our, our resident San Francisco, uh, I don't want to say homer, but he's a homer. I saw it, you had in the notes here that the the offer in hand, apparently, for uh, for the 49ers, for, for Jimmy Garoppolo, is two second-round picks. First of all, do you believe that to be true? Do you believe John Lynch is telling the truth, McKenzie?
4: No, and Mike Florio summed it up well. Uh, talking to one team, he said, well, if they have two second-round picks in hand,
3: I would suggest that they take that. In hand to the bank, because that's much more than the current speculation is what we could get for what we the 49ers could get for Jimmy Garoppolo. So that's what's funny to me is guys like Baker and Jimmy G, who, if you wrote down just a pure quarterback ranking. Are they one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the league? Oh, sure. I think on in both instances. Yes. But is it worth giving up? Are they that much better than the 35th guy, that you're willing to give up assets to then marry yourself to that player, I think the answer on both of these guys is no.
4: And a big part of it, it is no. And you want to look at the ceiling. And we've gotten a look enough at, at Jimmy G. Or we've Baker seen Jimmy G's
3: ceiling, ceiling for sure.
4: You know, a, and perfectly competent, average quarterback, uh, Teddy Bridgewater style, you know, um, you know. it's interesting. I would have put Matt Ryan in that same close to that category. Matt Ryan's just a little bit better. He's a sure. slightly better than average quarterback. But um, still, you
3: better have a darn good roster if you're going to try to win with them. And again, the only seats remaining, Seattle, Carolina, these are not solid rosters they've got a lot of work to do and honestly at this point you're i think both these teams are better off doing like a rebuild look to the future look to the future draft a quarterback. but these two teams maybe more than any it makes sense to draft a quarterback because you i mean the falcons are cash strapped they have been for a while the drafting bringing on a high-priced guy Like the, uh, excuse me, the, uh, the Falcons, like the Falcons bringing in Mario I could see them drafting a quarterback. The Panthers bringing in a high price guy is going to do you no good. The Seahawks have had a high price guy for a long time. They were in last place.
4: I got to tell you as a professional better, what's killing me is I love playing season wins. And Mm -hmm. so I want to react to this news and I want to be playing teams. I want to bet against a lot of these teams to go under their season wins. None of them are up. In Vegas, all that are up are division odds,
3: which we'll get to in later in the episode. I promise sup- you. And
4: Super Bowl odds. So these teams, and I did tease it. Let me let me list the eight teams that have been eliminated from playoff cont- uh, contention, and I'll go from worst to still very bad. Texans, three hundred to one. Lions, two hundred to one. Jets, two hundred to one. Falcons, and all the rest of these teams are all, all right around one hundred ten to one. Falcons, Giants, Bears. Jaguars, Seahawks, those 8 teams not going to be able to win the Super Bowl.
3: And there's a lot of you out there when I said the musical chairs and and how many, you know, how many teams if they're not looking to to improve at quarterback are they are they punting on the season and there's some teams that I left off that list that you're probably saying, "Hey, what about them?" The Texans are one of those. The Texans are going to they're going to continue to scratch at that Davis Mills lottery ticket. They think maybe there's still some hope. You know, it's down to like they've got one one box unchecked, and they're hoping that it matches like the Christmas tree in the top left corner. Hey, we still have two lottery tickets coming though in the draft, right? That's true. No, three lottery mm. tickets coming for Deshaun, uh, and oh, what no, lot... I was saying about this year though in this year's draft. Oh, two in this year's draft. Yes, if they choose to use one, mm. uh, and then the Lions it, should they be looking to upgrade Jared Goff? Yes, but you're already paying for Jared Goff. And you're not going to win this year anyway. No. And again, I mean, the difference between Jared Goff and Baker Mayfield, I mean, is Baker Mayfield better? Yes. Is he so much better?
4: Oh, it's interesting. You said emphatically, yes, I agree with you. But he's, a li- he's just a
3: it's little, a, yeah, little but bit it's, better. It's, not it's, much. Is he worth giving up a draft pick and then paying him? No. The beauty of the Lions situation? They're about to be out of the Jared Goff business. There's light
4: at the end of the tunnel. Yes. There's an exit. It's like a timeshare when you
3: don't have the commitment. The Texans You can just visit Goff for one more year and you're done with And then with you're them. done. The Texans, they they've got no long-term commitment to Davis Mills. If he stinks, okay, we'll we'll find someone next year when maybe the class is better than Jimmy G and Baker Mayfield. Is this right? Did they win four games last year? They did. How so he did. So you're saying up? you're saying, AJ, that you don't believe Lovey Smith, Texans head coach, when he says we could win the Super Bowl just as well as anybody. Lovey Smith is lying. <laughs> that's a lie. That, that is not a. That's not a. Uh, a and you know what? I, I would bet anything if you hooked Lovey Smith to a lie detector, it would be proven. <laughs> Didn't he say Illinois was going to the Rose Bowl? Yes, Illinois never went to the Rose Bowl. I promise you. <laughs> yeah, it, let's it, like, bring the orange to Pasadena. No, but I do think it's wise for the Texans not to be like, "Wow, we got we we got to go out and get Baker Mayfield." Their division. Is basically it's 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 decided that it's a two horse race. The division isn't decided. The AFC South, the 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 current odds being Titans plus one fifteen, Colts plus one twenty. What is decided? The Texans and Jags aren't winning this division, and Baker Mayfield would not change that. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo would not change that. And pulling back the curtain, this is my kind of division to bet on. A
4: division with not four good teams like the AFC North. I got two really, really bad teams that essentially aren't going to win, and the Jaguars and the Texans. So now I'm looking at Titans Colts. If news comes out, favorable or unfavorable on one of those two teams. This happened last year. Remember what happened? We got all the bad news on Indy, and a lot of pros bet Tennessee to win the division and made money off of that bet.
3: So I think what's happened here – and you guys tell me if I'm wrong. I think maybe the music has stopped. <laughs> and now, guys, like, and I say guys, I don't think it's Baker Mayfield who's stuck. I mean, it's, well, he's stuck for a year, but the Browns are stuck too. The Browns are stuck with Baker Mayfield unless they want to give him away for a, a sixth round pick. Are there teams that would be, would say, you know what, I'll take Baker Mayfield for a sixth round pick because then you're saying, I'll take, this is a lottery ticket, a one year. Deal. Oh, of course. And you don't have to pay him. You can say, OK, Baker, prove it. Prove to me you're better than Davis Mills. Not only that, prove to me you're good enough that we should reward you with a contract next season. Or Jimmy G the same way. Might eventually happen. It could. It yeah. could. But if these teams, the 49ers right now, are stuck, it, it, the situation they're in where everyone knows... With what they gave up to get Trey Lance, they have to start playing. You have to start getting some kind of return on that. The Vegas pros are looking at the valuations of the 49ers
4: currently plus 180 to win the NFC West. And we can't understand it. It makes no sense. It makes
3: zero sense. Why? Because you know Trey Lance is going to be the starter this year, right? And he's going to be terrible, except
4: if you ask anyone other than Mackenzie Rivers...
3: That's but no, I think McKenzie, you even believe that if like Trey Lance, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a a learning curve, right? It's not gonna be instant success for Trey Lance. Yeah, no doubt, one hundred percent. But I do think the the team will be able to get success. Uh, you know, limiting Lance's exposure, but there's only so far you can take that. But because they, everyone knows when, and when the other thirty-one teams know that you've got to start getting some return on all those draft picks you gave up for for uh, Trey Lance. The value for Jimmy Garoppolo plummets. And if if that's true and like you said, McKinney, if if John Lynch really got offered two second rounders for Jimmy G when they gave up one second rounder for him years ago and he's taken them, you know, to a Super Bowl and almost another one, And you didn't take that two second round picks, you've gotten, you've squeezed all the juice that's in Jimmy Garoppolo. You've wrung (laughs) the towel. It's dry. (laughs) You can't keep wringing it. Nothing else is coming out of this. If they didn't take those two second round picks, it's almost malpractice because now you're, you're, and maybe it's a good thing that they're stuck with him because I think the 49ers' short term chance at success is better with Jimmy G at quarterback. And that but now you've got the awkwardness of should Jimmy G be playing, should he not? Mm -hmm. Should the better quarterback be playing? It's a it's a weird situation. So I I really think that these two teams and these two quarterbacks are they might be stuck where they are, unless the teams are willing to drastically drop their asking price. Because you're not getting two seconds for Jimmy G anymore. You're not getting a first-round pick for Baker Mayfield. It's not gonna happen. So we'll see, we'll see what comes of that. All right, coming up next. The QB carousel that we've been talking about has made some waves in the odds market. So we'll talk about not only division Super Bowl odds, but also some big changes in the MVP race. That's coming up next. But first, he's Steve Fetzik. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
2: Straight out of Vegas!
3: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6
0: p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
3: I'm A.J. Hoffman. We are straight out of Vegas. In just a minute, we're going to take a look at how the odds have changed given all these quarterback moves and how some players' odds have changed given their surroundings have changed and... Their surrounding, the supporting casts have changed. First, though, this is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. The audience has more than doubled in the last year plus. That's because of you spreading the word. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Search for straight out of Vegas. Here on the strip, a beautiful 76 degrees. Mackenzie, what's the neon up to today? It's hype! It's oh, I like that, baby. I like it. All right, let's look at the way the let's first look at the MVP odds. This is interesting to me because obviously, who's around you makes a big impact on how successful we think you can be. Russell Wilson's a great example of that. Currently sitting at 14 to 1. A month ago, when he was in Seattle, 25 to 1. So his odds are damn near cut in half based on supporting cast. It makes sense to me. Because it's not. I, I don't. I don't think Russell Wilson has turned into a pumpkin. I think Russell Wilson, the last couple of years, is in the same situation Matt Stafford was his last couple of years in Detroit. Ooh, good he, analogy. Yeah, he was in a in a spot without much talent around him. I still think Russell Wilson's a really good player. I, I think that now, and even even better than uh, than Matt Stafford, because at least we'd seen that Russell Wilson, with the the right team around him, can win. With Matt Stafford, we were kind of projecting, because since he's been there, it's been a dumpster fire.
4: Yeah, I got Russell Wilson as a borderline top-five quarterback and Stafford top-ten, but you nailed it. In terms of these MVP odds, if you're going to win the MVP, you're going to have to go to the playoffs. Your team's going to have to win 11 games. So now... You look at Denver, their season win number is probably going to be about 10. So if Russell Wilson plays well and they exceed expectations, he's absolutely in the conversation. Same thing happens with Matt Ryan. Not going to win any MVP. He was 100 to 1 with Atlanta because Atlanta was going to win six, maybe seven games at most. Now he has the opportunity with Indianapolis to win 10 or more, 50 to 1. And I'd make the case, really, his odds went from zero
3: to. You know, something a tangible. What an app? Sure, yeah, and, and I think, and, and honestly, I think maybe that change, and we'll we'll talk about the the change in the uh, the division odds. I think maybe that's a little light. I, I think Matt Ryan, uh, again, this it could be a Matt Stafford situation. Atlanta's been an awful roster the last couple of years, and Matts Matt Ryan has been he's. It's certainly not Matt Ryan's fault that the Falcons have fallen into the dumpster the last five years. It's not. Yeah, like you can look at the numbers. It's not his fault. The roster around him is bad. The offensive line is bad. The defense has been dreadful. Now he's going to a roster that was close last year with a lesser quarterback. So he, So
4: okay, we're going to upgrade, but I fifty to one is still woefully short. In fact, right now I'm going to give you eighty to one. That's the number you think is fair. Yeah. Now when I you say, let me know what you
3: want, you can bet anything against me. You okay, can, I'll give you eighty. Here's the thing. I shouldn't say it's short, but I should say, when you compare him to the other guys at that number, Trey Lance is 50-1. to 1. You can't convince me that Matt Ryan with the Colts doesn't have a better shot at being great this year than Trey Lance. <laughs> and Debo Samuel is 50-1. Yeah, there,
4: there's, there's two decimal points missing from that. Yeah,
3: let's stop it. I mean, you're talking about... Guy, and not that Matt Ryan's going to win the MVP. I don't think he is. I, I, I think it's... it's Throwing away money, much like the if you're betting on a hundred to one plus odds to win the Super Bowl, you're throwing away money. Cooper Cup is sixty six to one. All right, let's think about that. He just set
4: like all these records for the greatest receiving year in the history of the NFL, and wasn't even close. And wasn't even close. (laughs) It would be like, well, if the year Barry Bonds hit seventy three home runs, is Barry Bonds going to be able to hit eighty the next
3: year? Probably not. (laughs) No, probably not. Uh, Some other movement that's interesting. Carson Wentz. No one cared. 125 to 1, change teams, still 125 to 1. No one cares. Jameis Winston, free agent, was 100 to 1. Jameis Winston with the Saints, now 80 to 1. So congrats on that. Anyone who wants him at 125 to 1, you know where I reside. Here's uh, a couple guys who their number changed based on their surroundings or their surrounding cast. Deshaun Watson, again, in Houston, although no one expected him to play, the cockroach bookies still had him at twenty-five to one. So it was basically saying wherever he goes, twenty-five to one's a fair number. Now twenty to one now that he's landed in Cleveland. Only going to play twelve games, though, right? Something like that. That. That's, that potential is is there as well. Aaron Rodgers, same locale, loses his best offensive weapon, loses Devontae Adams. A month ago, Aaron Rodgers was eight to one, now ten to one. Does that feel like a good movement based on losing Devontae? Alan Lazard is listed as the Packers' number one wide receiver right now. Who? Alan Lazard, not Lizard, Lazard. He could sit
4: next to you at an Applebee's, you wouldn't recognize him.
3: He's fancy like Applebee's on a date night. Uh, Derek Carr, the the beneficiary of that Devontae Adams move, goes from 33 to 1 to 25 to 1.
4: You know, and what differentiates our show with other betting shows is the other betting shows will go through this list and they'll pick out four or five different players that they say have value to win the MVP. And the truth is, I'm going to pull back the curtain. Um, The sports betting other shows are lying to you. There's no value in any of these. The, The cockroaches, the dastardly bookies take so much extra vig on all these bets, that the truth is that for every $100 that's invested, they're going to pay out like $65 back. No one can beat this versus market numbers. So it's interesting entertainment-wise to say, hey, who's the favorite? Who's perceived Josh Allen and, Pat- and Patrick Mahomes as being the best shots on the board? But none of
3: these long shots have any value whatsoever. Which is so absurd, because even if they put up fair numbers, they'd still make money. You know, but they, they think we can't do that. Well, they know,
4: they know that, and the example we always gave was that every single tourist from Illinois would bet when the Cubs were bad, would bet the Cubs at 10 to 1 to win the pennant when their true odds were more like 50 to 1. And they just kept, you know, it
3: didn't matter what the number was. They wanted a ticket with Cubs on it. Obviously, the big move in the AFC North, the Browns, who were plus 340 to win the division uh, a week ago. Now, plus 155. They went from third favorite to favorite. That's how much of an upgrade Deshaun Watson is over Baker Mayfield.
4: And look at these Cincinnati Bengals. So, everyone's talking about how they're going to be a contender and they're going back to the Super Bowl soon, and Burrow is great. Uh, they're the third pick in their division now, plus 225. So, um, you know, Cleveland plus 155, and then Baltimore two to one. So, uh, Bengals aren't even top two in their division right now.
3: And the biggest mover. In the, in, the NFC, in the NFC, is the Buccaneers obviously went from having a hole at quarterback. We're still plus 150 to win the division with no quarterback. Now, minus 280. So that, that tells you exactly what Tom Brady is worth. And, and we talk about parity in the NFL. What's interesting
4: to me is how, and we went through this in production, half of the divisions right now, well, there's one team that's the clear-cut favorite over the field in their division, Dallas Green Bay, Tampa Bay and Buffalo are all clear favorites
3: minus money favorites.
4: Minus money favorites against the rest the field, the rest of their division.
3: Yeah, that that's uh and re- the Bucks it's a hu- minus 2 -280 uh, is a huge number for a futures. So
4: risk 280 to win 100 you know what with inflation kicking in you almost should be able to get that as an investment, winning for sure, <laughs> there's certainly the, the chance the Bucks don't win the division. All it would take is a Brady injury or him falling off the cliff at age 45, like we've seen other quarterbacks do that don't eat um, granola for breakfast and have avocado ice cream for lunch. One interesting team that
3: hasn't moved much. We'll get to that, though. But first... Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Wanted to take a look at some of the teams that have, have moved... And it maybe moved less than I thought would. I, I looked at the Raiders, the Raiders who have, by any accounts, had a great offseason. Everyone's talked about the Raiders. Wow, big moves by the Raiders. Big splash, big splash. Doing, doing great. Devontae Adams, huge get. They moved from 10-7. to 7. It's a decent move. The other two teams I've heard about doing all the right things this offseason, getting the right guys, doing more in free agency than we thought they could. The Chargers, four, they went from 4-1 to one to 3-1. to one. a slight move the buffalo bills who if you google buffalo bills offseason moves all you're going to find are a bunch of articles saying the bills keep hitting home runs in the offseason their odds have not changed (laughs) they are i I haven't read anything about the patriots made a huge splash this Hmm. offseason the jets will finally be relevant Yet the bills stay flat. So either the bills were overinflated before or there's value on them now. And you say there's never value in these markets. So I tend to think maybe the bills were overpriced before. You
4: know, the one exception I will give is that there are times when the prohibitive favorite, this is counterintuitive, everyone on all the other shows tries to find the long shots that have value, and they're searching in the wrong areas. The truth is that the, and we saw this in conference tournaments also, where remember like when we saw Gonzaga to win the West Coast Conference Tournament, we we're like, oh, you know, why are, we, why are we laying like minus 3.30 for them to win the tournament? Well, because they got to buy into the semis, and they were going to be double-digit favorites in, in the two games they needed to win. It's certainly possible Possible to actually find value if you're a dominant team like Buffalo, and if you don't think New England's going to have a good year, it's going to be a cakewalk to the division title.
3: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and that like with the with the way that they're moving, that that may be the case. All right, uh, on the other side, we are going to talk about college basketball, the Sweet Sixteen getting underway, and how the Vegas market thinks one coach may be coaching his final game. That's coming up next. But first, he's Steve Fezzik. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports
0: talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com.
2: You know we're fans. We were at the Nashville location, and it was sweet. Definitely recommend it. So, listen, when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. That's C-R-S-H-O-W.
1: Choose from the full line of Vreda Stein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near
2: you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Vreda Stein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires
1: and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I
2: could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I know it'll take you a minute to down that two-liter. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings Pick 6 app. Then, Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat, like rebounds, points, assists,
1: and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code CRSHOW. CRSHOW. New customers could play 5 bucks, get 50 in Pick 6 credits. That's code CRSHOW, C-R-S-H-O-W, only on DraftKings Pick 6.
4: slash promos
3: I'm AJ Hoffman. This is straight out of Vegas. All right, let's get into college basketball, the Sweet 16, and the Duke Blue Devils opened up a 1 point favorite against Texas Tech in the Sweet 16. That makes sense, right? Two versus three. Well, that has flipped. Money has come in on Texas Tech. Texas Tech now minus one. So, the favorite has flipped. And I'm going to go ahead and endorse this as my best bet for the episode. Texas Tech minus one against Duke. Duke, their offense is, and this is all due respect to Coach K., it's like doing surgery with a hammer. They're, they keep trying to drive to the basket. There's nothing fancy. There's a lot of ISO. And that doesn't work against Texas Tech. That Now you're asking Duke to beat them with jump shooters. And I don't know that they can do that. A.J. Griffin is a, is their best shooter, a great shooter, 46% on the season. But since the calendar flipped to March, he's shooting just 32%, and he left that Michigan State game with an ankle injury. I don't know where he's at. Texas Tech makes nothing easy, and Duke lives on using athleticism to get easy buckets. One of the best ISO defenses in the country, uh, and I just don't know that Duke can beat him. I got a stat from Twitter.com, a guy named Jared Burson. Credit to him. 17 of Tech's 24 opponents this season have been held to their season low of points in the paint. I think they do that here. I think they send Coach K packing, send him packing for his career. Texas Tech minus one.
4: I'm going to co-sign on Texas Tech minus one. All right, baby. I agree. It is a double best bet. I like them as well. Three quick reasons why Duke is a little overvalued. Phony cover against Michigan State. If you watch that game. Duke probably should have won by two to three points. They wind up winning by nine with the foul fest late and they get a phony margin. Coach K distractions game after game. How many times do we have to go to the well with all these post-game interviews and the like? And it's been a difficult final month of March for coach K. And finally Duke, Normally, they get cupcake schedules in the the big dance. How many times do you watch this team just advance along playing in in North Carolina or South Carolina or close to home? You send them away from home in the big dance, they fall flat. How flat? Five times the Dukies have had to play West Coast venues in the big dance. They've never won a game with Coach K. 0-5 straight up with an average loss of eight points. AJ,
3: where's this game? This game is in San Francisco, California. I believe that's on that's the West, on the West Coast. Coast. Yep, right by right by the water, I hear. <laughs> so there are many that love
4: Duke. There's a whole lot of Duke haters as well, like Cowboy haters. I think the crowd will turn against the Dukies and will favor a Texas Tech team that will travel well their fans.
3: And a, uh, a Gonzaga crowd there who's certainly not going to be pro-Duke. So I, I think you're right. It's going to be a crowd disadvantage for Duke. Uh, and I think a lot of matchup disadvantages as well. And I'm with you on the distractions it's felt like for the last month there's just been pressure on these duke players i think at some point that comes to a head you don't want to be that you don't want to lose the last game for coach k it's going to happen at some point this feels like the time that it could happen all right if you missed any of today's show including us discussing how many chairs are left in musical chairs and has the music stopped for baker mayfield has the music stopped for jimmy garoppolo you can check that out on the podcast at fox sportsradio.com we're gonna be back tomorrow 6 p.m eastern three o'clock vegas time there, there's seven other sweet 16 games to discuss we'll have time to get into all of them he's steve fezik i'm aj hoffman this is straight out of vegas right here on fox sports radio
2: straight out of vegas